<laughs> All right. Welcome to episode three of the Bobby Cast. Uh, it's Bobby. Uh, joined by Dusty the Dog. Hey, yeah. hey everybody. Hey. Also producing the show, Mike D. Hey, Mike D. Hey, hey well, let's welcome your host of the show. Here he is, Bobby. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, band. Thank you to the wonderful band who's here in the bedroom every every time we do a Bobby cast. We do the show from a room in my house, and my dog is sitting right to my left in a chair. There's a microphone planted over his head, and if he does start licking himself, that's what you'll hear. We will start bringing guests in the in the room soon enough. We haven't been able to record in a while because of my house, and I'll quickly talk about the flood that was here, because this flood's nothing compared to the real flood that's happening in Louisiana. And so there was a water main that broke, and everything was ruined, and luckily is being fixed. Like I think the place is actually going to go up in value when they're done. Which is just the good part, but the bad part is I'm the only one able to live in my building at this point because of the the water that's happened. Is anyone moved in yet? Do you know? No, nobody. Okay, great. Feels very comfortable and warm here. Uh, but until like today, there's been all of these not only humongous fans that blow heat into the floors, but these pads on the ground that suck water out of the floors and holes drilled all over my bedroom so they can see where there's any sort of moisture. So we hadn't been able to do this because of the noises. So this is the first time that we're back. I'm glad we're back. So guess who's back? It's us. Thank you very much. Guess who's back? Back again. Say he's back. Tell a friend. Guess who's back? 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 Also, there's a thing where, for me, it's weird as I'm kind of transitioning, I guess, my role, and not on purpose inside of the format. And this is a place I feel like I can talk about things, and if you don't care, you don't have to listen to it, because it doesn't matter. It's a podcast. You can just turn it off, and it doesn't affect me. I would never talk about this on the radio. But for me, when I came to this format, and I was very much an outsider to everyone, even myself a bit, you know, coming into this format... I was very much an outsider because I didn't grow up in this format. I grew up in lots of formats. I did top 40. I did sports. I did alternative. Um, but again, I grew up listening to a lot of country music. And not just country music either. You know, I've never been dishonest about where I come from. At all parts of my life, there has been country music. But not has, at all parts has it always been the biggest musical part of my life. I think I've always said that as a kid with my grandmother from... I'm going to get to a point in a second. But it's a podcast, so I can take as long as I want. So from like 0 to mm, 10 or 11, that's all we listened to was either the radio, Kissin' 96 on Little Rock, or my grandma's records when I lived with just my grandma. And that was um, everything from... You know, I'm from Arkansas, so... And in Arkansas, you love Johnny Cash. And that's such a cliche thing to say. But in Arkansas, we don't have a lot of famous people. So to have a Johnny Cash or even a Brooks Robinson who played for the Orioles. But Stevie's from Arkansas and he played third base. That was a big deal to us. John Daly who played golf. The Razorbacks. Like when you grow up in a, in a small town, a small state, you really look up to the people that are successful. So Johnny Cash was like just this big, bigger than life musical. And he was... You know, really old by the time I got to be a kid. 
And so my grandma listened to Johnny Cash all the time, a kid's from Arkansas, and then Andy Griffith, and then a lot of the Ray Charles, um, even the comedy records like Jerry Clower. So there was a very country influence in my life up until about 11 or 12, and then I was like, you know what? I, I'm about to have, start doing my own thing. I started listening to a lot of the alternative stuff in like the 90s, and I got really into Nirvana and Pearl Jam, just like everybody did in the 90s. And I was a casual fan um, in the late 90s. I'm still listening to radio a little bit, but I was hardcore into alternative. And then I kind of, you know, I got into pop and started working in the top 40. So other than when I was in my car a bit, I would just hear what was there. It, so at different points in my life, there was always some sort of country music influence, but there were points where it was much greater. That being said, I came to Nashville. I came to do this show, and they wanted someone who knew and loved the format but also had outside influences as well because they realized that people listening to the radio now don't just listen to one kind of music. I don't have one friend. I don't have one country music artist friend that just has country music in his playlist. And so when they wanted to put me here, and by the way, I didn't even know this job existed. And I wrote this in my book, but I'll say it again. This wasn't a job. They had looked at other people to come in and be the local morning show in just Nashville, but this wasn't a national position. And I wasn't even in the thought process for it because the job didn't exist. And there were a couple openings that didn't happen, and my contract was up, and it was like, what are we going to do? So they were like, well, Bobby loves country music. He loves other music too which is what we're looking for. We need someone to kind of be progressive and change it up a bit. So let's send them over. And then I moved to Nashville. And right now, as I say this, I love where I am. Like, holy cow, like I, this has been the, the most fitting place for me, period. But it wasn't for a while. And for some of you guys, I'm just regurgitating stuff that you've heard me say before or read. But I'm getting to a point, so uh, hold tight for a second. So as I've always loved the music... And there have been times and there have been cycles that I haven't loved in country music. Like, you always liked whenever you were, you know, like for me, like Tim McGraw, Garth Brooks, the Sammy Kershaw, the, that time period for me was like it. Then after that, I kind of felt like it sucked for a little bit. But that's okay. Uh, there are parts of it now that I think suck a little bit. But that's, that, that's always fine. So I came over. I was the outsider. And for the first year and a half or so, it was pretty miserable. And I came in, and here was this guy who was unlike everybody else. And I knew that coming in. It was not something that I was like, wow, I can't believe no one's accepting of me. I knew it. I just knew I had to lower my head and get through it. And so I came in with a chip, a huge chip, because I was the outsider. Now, here's the point that I'm getting to. I am no longer the outsider. And it's hard for me to accept no longer being the outsider because I've always only been the outsider my entire life, in my life, being amongst humans, and at my job. Because regardless of when I was doing a national sports show, I was the guy that never played a professional sport. I was the guy that came on and knew all about the Olsen twins, but could still talk about you know the 1998 Cubs. So I've always been the guy from the outside. As much as I t- still try to maintain that, it's getting harder and harder for me to do now. And I've almost embraced the fact that I'm not just the crazy guy from outside the format that just wants to beat everybody's door down because I have an artist appreciation. And for me, that's what's the most important thing. And quite frankly, I think that's what and how the format and I have kind of created this marriage is that I have a wonderful company. 
iHeartRadio that hired me and let me do what I'm good at. And that's just be honest. And I would much rather be honest than liked. Most of the time when you're honest, people like you for it. Sometimes when you're honest, people don't like you for it. And sometimes when you're honest, it's not even the truth. Like there are times when I'm being completely honest it's not, and it's not the truth because I'm just wrong. Like I feel a certain way about something, but I'm still I'm being as honest as I can. But I look back, I'm like, man, I was so wrong about that. But I was being honest. So as long as people know I'm being honest with them, I don't um, – it's okay to be wrong. And two, it's okay not to be liked. Sidebar, for example, on Facebook, I had a – I was reading some comments and a woman said, hey – I heard you say you, if in your preferred dating age, you wouldn't date anyone over 36, your own age. I did give a preferred range, and I think it was 25 to 36. And I replied back to her, and I said, I did say that. Uh, first of all, there are always things outside the areas. I mean, probably on both sides. But I said, would you, again, I could have said, you know what, I could we just date anyone if I found the right love. But again, I would rather be honest and liked. And I said that in the message. It's up there. You can read it on Facebook somewhere. I replied back to her. You know, I didn't say I would date a 53-year-old because I don't feel like that's how I feel in my heart. Now, if I met a 53-year-old and we hit it off, maybe I would. Maybe that, that honesty that I was going isn't the truth. It's not always the case. The on- honesty isn't always the truth. So I told her, I just want to be honest, not liked. So again, as I move forward in this conversation, there's a whole reason I'm setting it up like this. I'm starting to be part of the fabric of the format because I've been so anti-rules that the format is starting to kind of be anti-rules, which means they are the rules. So when everyone's against something, that means everyone's for it in a weird way. So here's where I come into this. One of my favorite things to do, and again, one of the things that my company has allowed me to do is to break new artists and new songs and new music and projects and EPs and LPs and OPPs and any kind of Ps they've been able to let me do. And I've been extremely grateful because iHeartRadio did not have to let me do that. As a matter of fact, I would not have let me do that because it in the past has not been good for radio because it gives bad ratings. However, the audience that listens to me know that I'm not going to come on the air and give them something that I don't think is good. And that's the most important thing to me is that you guys believe me. You don't have to agree with me, but as long as you believe I'm telling you the truth, we're good. Okay. Bob, on to my next point. So as I've been doing this, you start to see other people go, whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, as I mentioned weeks ago, even months ago on the air, there are starting to be a lot of shows that are created like ours now because we've been able to to show that if you have a little more well-roundedness in your morning show – that resonates with the listener. So you're seeing shows in Chicago. You're seeing shows in Nashville. You're seeing shows come in that are basically like us. And not like us in the fact that they're trying to put someone exactly in like us, but they're going, hey, we'll take someone from another format and put them in because they probably enjoy the country format and they are well-rounded like the listener. And I don't hate them for it. Like, I mean, you're three years behind iHeartRadio, but I don't hate you for doing it. I think it's a smart thing to do. I think business... Wise, if you don't, you're going to get far, so left behind. So, you know, shout out to you guys doing it now, finally. Like, there you go. Good for you. Pin a rose on your nose. Uh, that's happening. So you're seeing the format evolve to more of a normal person format on the radio. Now, here's the part that irritates me. And everything that I say tends to get blown out of proportion. If I tweet something, everybody reads it. And it used to really be annoying and bother me. And I say this now, and I hope everybody hears it. 
So if something's going to get blown out of proportion, I hope it's this. And I'm only saying this as, as the ambassador for the format at this point in the format. I am the ambassador for the format. I didn't choose to be. I did not want to be. It hurts me to say that because I've always been the guy that's been, I'm against everything that is any sort of semblance of organization. But I am now the ambassador of the format. I, I, I wear that patch not proudly, but because I am. And I'm here to do this and say this, that there are groups, and I'll just include myself too, I'll just, I'll just, so no one's getting picked out here. There are groups of people that are penalizing artists, which penalizes songwriters, because one group discovers the artist. Now, I came in, love discovering artists, but... Other entities are making me not want to do it anymore because they're penalizing anyone that I pull up. And I know of others. Like, let's just, you know, there's satellite, there's streaming, there's all of these different places. There's YouTube, there's Vivo, there's all of this. So we'll just call them one, two, three, four, and five. If one discovers artist A, two goes, you know what? One discovered him. I'm not playing him. That hurts the artist. That hurts the songwriters. That hurts the format. That does not give the listeners what they deserve. If three discovers something and goes, you know what? Uh, I heard one did this, so I'm going to go and try. My point is there is enough for everyone out there. And I subscribe to everything, by the way. Like I'm a iHeartRadio loyalist. I think it's the best product out there. That being said, I will be dumb and I will be lying if I didn't say that I didn't use streaming music services too or if I didn't watch YouTube videos and look for new artists and if I didn't watch acoustic performances to see if people would come out and tour if they'd literally be good before I brought them out to play with the Raging Idiots. I would be a liar. So I don't want to be a liar because I use these other services. But if Satellite's going to punish me or another streaming service because they had them first or if someone's going to punish satellite because they discovered them first you're hurting the format so let's say i i find somebody on the side of the road and i blow them up and i'm like this is the greatest person ever but one of the services said well since bobby discovered him we're not going to play him you're hurting the format and you're hurting the songwriters and you're hurting the artists and then you're hurting the listeners so i pledge to you first of all that i, I will not do that i don't care what they're on if Spotify breaks someone, and I'm like, dang, I heard him. I'll put him on my show. Like, I have no problem with that. And so I come as not just the iHeart guy and say that. I come to you as the ambassador of the format, and I say that. And so this is a really inside message. And it's been happening. And I don't want to yell names. And I'm not going to yell names right now because I'm not really in a sassy mood. But I will. If I hear, and it's not even involving me sometimes. I hear like these other two, like group four and five fighting each other over who did what and they won't play this person because they discovered, guys, who cares? Like for a minute, let the format actually be bigger than you. Just for a minute. And don't let the little things serve your listeners. So that's all I will not do. If, if you know, um, Apple Music has, a, they, they find an artist. I'm not going to keep them off my show. And I would hope that if I find someone, Spotify's not going to go, you know what, since Bobby had them, we're not going to put them on our service and put them on a playlist. I would hope that's not the case. So I say that to you guys, I'm not going to do that. And I hope that you don't do that anymore because it is hurting not just me, because really I don't care. Like I'm an idiot. I'm just going to do what I do anyway. 
but you're hurting artists, you're hurting songwriters that help the artists, you're hurting the format. That's the whole point I was getting to. I'm coming to you as the nice guy ambassador of the format saying, one, I'm not going to do it, and I hope that you guys don't do it either because I know who you are. And if I got to come on here and say your names, I will. That's right. I'll do it. I'll say your names. I know every secret. I'm like the secret keeper too. You guys act like I don't know secrets about everything. Like artist secrets, like crazy stuff. Like what? And I'm not saying that <laughs> stuff. I, I would never put it out there. Like I just wouldn't. It's not my thing. Um, and it is weird to come and say, hey, let's stick together for the format because I've always been the guy that's beating on the door from the outside going, aha, look at me. But I'm not. I'm coming and saying, hey, we, we kind of have to stick together in a way and there's plenty of room for everyone. I think our goal as an industry of providing content is to create and give the best to our consumers. The people that in this, you know, could be super boring. Again, it's a podcast. I get to say whatever I want. It's from my house, so on the studio. Um, <laughs> but there, there's that. Did all that make sense? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. I, just, I don't. I have a lot of friends that are songwriters who it really hurts. I have a lot of friends that are artists that it really hurts. Whenever two won't put them in their list because three discovered them, or four won't use them because I found them. We should work together. We don't have to publicly work together, but let's not penalize the artists or the songwriters because of that. That's the end. Did I leave anything unclear at all? I, I got it. Okay. If there's one thing I'm passionate about now, it's the music. And it's how the music is made. And I hope you forward this to every songwriter in town and every artist in town and every uh, person that's running every outlet. Like I am an iHeartRadio soldier, but I'm also someone inside the format that cares about furthering the format. And so I hope, may we not work together in any capacity, even company and company. That's fine, but let's not punish people who have nothing to do with it. I'm not going to. If you guys decide you want to, that's fine. Don't let me hear about it, because I've heard about it. I've heard about people fighting each other. Don't do that. Don't fight each other. Especially that artist stuff. I, and to me, in my mind, I don't compete with other radio stations. Like, the world is so full of... 97 million things to do. Like, I'm just trying to win to get people to listen to the radio, listen to iHeartRadio, period, just to care. Like, I'm not like, I got to beat this station or this show or, man, there's like YouTube and apps and Pokemon Go and there's so many things that people, like, I'm just trying to provide content or music or uh, information that will make people come to me. And it's not the 80s anymore where it's, let's have a fight with a rival station. At least not in my mind. I don't care about the rival station. I care about doing the best job that I can do. Now I'm going to get out of the industry talk. There, I'm done. How long was that whole segment? That was like 18 minutes. That was a long, that was <laughs> too long, but that's, that's, that's that. Thank you. I pledge, and I hope that we can all, we don't have to get together and sing Kumbaya, but let's at least be fair to the artists, the songwriters, and the format in country music because no other format is, is starting to split itself up like this because of pettiness. So I will not do it. And if I have, listen, I don't think I'm going to do it anyway. But if I have to do it, I'm not anymore because I'm conscious of it now. So 
Discover Away, everyone, and I hope it's great because you bring me great people. I'll play them on my show too, and you can have all the credit for being the first one on. I don't care. I just want to give my listeners something great. For example, I didn't discover Drake White. I put Drake on again this week. I think Drake's amazing. He's got an album called Spark. Someone tweeted me, hey, what are you listening to? I, I listened to Drake's Spark album a bit over the uh, weekend. Uh, I thought it was great. You know, he played this song, Making Me Look Good Again, on our show. It's so good. He played Curbside Prophet, but then he played this from his album. This is Drake White here. Nineteen minute piano intro, by the way, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. Here he is, Drake. Worn and haggard, weathered and torn, drugged through the keyhole that back door, bloodshot and red behind these shades. I look like hell. I've seen better days than those love it all. There you go. Making me look good again. Drake White. You got an album called Spark. Uh, it's really fantastic. And I hope that you at least give it a, a chance. I like that song, Making Me Look Good Again. It's also got It Feels Good, Living the Dream, songs you've heard, some other stuff too. Got a lot of soul. I saw Suicide Squad over the weekend. I called Mike D, our producer, and said, "Which what should I go see? Suicide Squad? Should I go see uh, Jason Bourne? Should I go?" And I know you were going to watch War Dog, so I considered that. Yeah. But I went to the movies, and I was like, "I just want to do something fun." And Mike said, "Go watch Suicide Squad," and you gave it an A minus. Yeah. Okay, it was not A minus. It was like a, it, it's the it's the highest a C plus. <laughs> And I understand that the Joker needed to be in the movie to set up future Joker yeah. references. It was too much Joker for what was needed. It was just annoying. Too many characters. They didn't. Even, they didn't. It's a lot of just nothing. A lot of. Exp- I love superhero movies. I don't know the difference in the companies because I don't. Okay. I wish I knew comic books better. Yeah. Because I love superhero movies so much, and I love uh, like just. Being able to escape an Iron Man and you not know, to think too much, and I just—it was—I mean, I thought none about this one. I was like, "Oh my, God, this is awful." <laughs> there were a couple of times where I was like, "I—I would have left." Left? I would have—I I would have left. Wow, I've never walked out of a movie before. I have. I walked out of uh, uh, Weekend at Bernie's two, and I walked out of The Incredible Hulk with Eric Bana as The Incredible Hulk because it was awful. <laughs> um, so it wasn't that it was that bad, but I was like, you know, I'm gonna, I know what I'm going to get out of this. It's not getting any better. Yeah. I thought Will Smith was fantastic in it, by the way. I like him. As man. Deadshot. I think he was great, and Margot Robbie was, was good. Um, but there was no Jared Leto as the Joker. looks like he tried too hard to be a Heath Ledger wannabe, and he just didn't need to be in the movie. And I went to watch it, and I'll give it a C. I give it a C minus. Mm-hmm. I would still give it a C, I guess. Best. Best case. Yeah, DC is kind of weird. DC, that's that one? That's that one. That's, that's Batman what, that's versus Superman? Batman, Superman, okay. all they, those kind they, of... They're just not good right now. No. They need, they need like the Walking Dead people to come in or something. I know. Because the, what's the other one? Marvin? Marvel. Okay, listen. Marvel, <laughs> they're good. Because they have Iron Man and they have... Uh, Spider-Man. 
No, not even. I don't even care about the Spider Man. Captain America. Captain America is good in the Avengers. Mm-hmm. I thought the first Captain America movie was awful, um, but I liked it better than Suicide Squad. Um, well, who else is in that the one? Hulk, Thor. Thor. I like Thor. Yeah. That Thor was pretty good. And then they got Ant Man now. And there's this. It's off. friendlier to the eyes too. It's more. It's not cartoony, as dark. Kind of. Yeah. It's not laugh. as dark. Yeah. Maybe that's part of it too. I just feel like I'm in a like a dirty bar watching superheroes. Because I think they're just trying to make they should they should trying to make them all like Batman, like Dark Knight. They, they should make it dark. Stop. And dark edgy. Knight was already made. Was yeah. dark was Dark Knight. Uh, yeah. Marvin, DC, DC, it was Batman. Yeah, they, that was awesome. Yeah. So they weren't always bad. No, because that was that's whole, Christopher Nolan, right? Yeah. So once he hopped out, they're like, "Oh, what are we gonna so do?" So it's just the filmmakers then. It's, yeah, it's on them. They don't know how to do it. Who made this film? Uh, uh, Martin Scorsese? No, I don't. I forgot the director's name. Not Martin Scorsese. No. Uh, well, then I don't like it. Oh. Anyway, it's a C. I saw Suicide Squad. It's a C. You know what else I've been watching? I caught up on Game of Thrones. Which, by the way, is magnificent. Although, I would not start it over from scratch. <laughs> like, if, I were, if someone said, hey, what do I watch? I would never recommend Game of Thrones to them. Yeah. Because it is too much of an investment. I feel like I have to be taking notes when I watch it. It's too much <laughs> it's, of an investment. It's so many characters. You've got to keep up. It's all over the place. Um, I, I, but, which I don't want to see. It's almost like what the format's turning into. Like I said, there are all these kingdoms now. Yeah. <laughs> and this, you don't want to fight the North fighting the West. And who's are these two going to team up against the East? <laughs> that's almost like what I was talking about the whole first 18 minutes of this podcast is that that's what's happening right now. I don't want that to happen. Your grace. <laughs> I don't want that to happen at all. Like I, I, I the seven kingdoms shall come together um, and, and let the artists lead us and take the Iron Throne. So I watched and caught up with Game of Thrones. Now, according to what I've read, there are only two more seasons that are going to happen. Yeah. There's going to be a season seven. And eight's the last one. Is one of them going to be split in two? No, I don't think so. They just said two seasons. So. Okay. But I mean, don't they usually split up the seasons anyway? I don't know. Yeah. Two seasons left. If you've never watched Game of Thrones, then don't start now. It is not worth it. If you have, it's so good, right? Like, I mean, it is fantastic. I think it'll go down as the best TV show in history. But just because of one, it's a, such a good show, and two, because of the work they put into it. Here's the thing, too, that surprises me. Like, I'll go watch a movie that they've spent a year on, and I'll be like, eh, that was okay. And then I'll watch an episode of Walking Dead that they spent a few weeks on, a month, month and a half on. I'm like, that was such a good episode from the beginning to the end. Like, how would, how's this movie not that good when they're putting all this time and money into it? Yeah. Do you ever think about that? Yeah, Like, lot. how do they make an hour-long TV show... 10 episodes of an hour-long TV show, and most of it's fantastic for 10 hours. But then you go watch a movie like uh, Suicide Squad, and you're like, eh, okay. And they put $100 million into it. And they did reshoots. Yeah. <laughs> because after, oh, yeah, Deadpool. after Deadpool came out, they were like, well, we need it to kind of be funny. Yeah. And there were some funny-ish moments in Suicide Squad, which I assume were part of the reshoot. Yeah. But... Even is that what's Deadpool? Is it one of the kinds of what 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 is Marvel? So he's the, the one I like or one, one I don't you like? like. Okay, yeah. Deadpool, perfect example. Loved it, laughed. That was that yeah. was fantastic. And they didn't put a whole lot of money into that one. Like eight dollars. Yeah, they were just like yeah, R rated. I don't know. They try right. <laughs> yeah. So I also just started Stranger Things, and I'm two episodes in. And I mentioned on the air this morning that I I I don't like scary movies. That's a tough one for me. 
Like, if I'm going to, it's 6, 8, 6 8 p.m. Central Time right now. Like, if I'm going to watch an episode tonight, it will have to be in the next 30 minutes because I, will, I, I need half an hour to get away. I don't like scary movies. I don't like the suspense. Here's the thing. I don't mind monsters by themselves. Yeah. I don't mind suspense by itself. I don't like suspenseful <laughs> monsters. It, it creeps me out and it gives me nightmares, even as an adult man. So, I've watched two episodes of Stranger Things, and I think I can get into it, but I don't like how it makes me feel. I don't like the feeling of being scared, period. I don't like anything about being scared. It's not just TV shows. I hate haunted houses. I hate... Uh, that feeling that your body has inside when that reverse thrill happens of just being scared. I don't like to be surprised. Surprise party people jump out. I don't like that. Even if it's good, I don't like that. And I don't even dislike surprises. I, I especially don't like surprises when you're told the surprise is coming. Oh yeah, That's the worst. If you want to surprise me, first of all, don't do a jump out surprise. I don't like that. <laughs> Second of all, if you're going to surprise me with something, just surprise me. Don't say, oh, you got a surprise coming, because I hate that. Because in my head, anticipation starts, and it builds up to the greatest thing ever. It's like, <laughs> I'm about to have the greatest birthday of my life. I'm about to get the greatest present of my life. And it never is what it's supposed to be. So my advice would be, if you're surprising someone, don't let them know there's a surprise coming. <laughs> Stay away. To keep your mouth shut. Thank you. Um, we've been searching online. I had a doll that a listener sent me that went, Manow, Manow. And it's pretty dead. It doesn't work anymore. I played it too many times. So, and I would have everybody hold the doll and I would put it on Snapchat and people thought it was hilarious. <laughs> and so we've been searching the internet. Both Mike D and I both have. And we can't find another purple doll. I still have this one, but it's, um, it doesn't work anymore. It's not the batteries. I think it's an old doll from the 90s that a listener sent me because I love that song so much. Yeah. I took it with me everywhere I went, and now um, it's out. It's dead. <laughs> uh, there you go. Thank you. Uh, another thing is we're out of Pimp and Joy shirts. At least the teal ones, there are still some up if you guys go. Um, over to I uh, can't see apparel.com. Um, but we're out because of you guys, though, we were able to raise $85,000 for the flood victims and in, in, uh, down in Louisiana. Uh, so for those asking, we are out of the shirts, but that's that's an awesome problem to have. There are other Pimp and Joy shirts up. There are the, I put a picture, we have new Hug a Hater shirts. There's a, a charity attached to every shirt, as you'll see on the website. But uh, the Hug a Hater shirts are two teddy bears hugging, one's actually angry and one's happy. And that's just like if somebody's being mean to you, be nice to them back, which is a pretty pretty great message. Hard to do sometimes, but a pretty great message. Uh, can'tseeapparel.com if you guys want to uh, see that. Um, someone asked me this morning, I'm reading Twitter questions now because I said I would answer them. Why is Cheesecake a suitable stripper name? <laughs> On the show this morning, I was making, I guess, a reference to a strip club somehow later in the show. About Morgan. Oh, yeah, Morgan was pole dancing, and I was like, please welcome Cheesecake to the stage. (laughs) A little bit of me was just being absurd, because I know no one's named Cheesecake, but sometimes it's always like, well, listen, I've never been to a strip club. Let me just say that first. I've never been to a strip club. So the only thing that I know are what people around me say. They're like, 
what happens is they'll say, please welcome Cherry Blossom to the stage. And cinnamon. Cinnamon <laughs> to the... Like, I've never been, so I only know whatever uh, people say. And so Cheesecake was just a one step up from what I always hear people saying. So it's like, ladies and gentlemen, here she is, Ferrari. <laughs> and so Morgan was pole dancing, like exercise class. So that's the deal. So I do not think Cheesecake is... I, although I do like Cheesecake. You ever been to a strip club? No. You haven't? Never been, no. Oh, okay. Got me either. Uh, someone asked how Lunchbox got his name. Did I write that in my book? Uh, I think you did, yeah. Yeah, that was in there. Um, Because I tell the story. I don't even know what's in my book anymore. Um, Just because I tell the stories a lot. Uh, Kevin Smith... Had a, has a bunch of movies that I really loved and mm-hmm. still do love. Um, I can't say that I've seen anything in a while of his, but I was a huge Kevin Smith fan. He does a lot of comic book stuff now, so I, I guess I don't really follow that yeah. as much as I just talk for 15 minutes about superhero movies. <laughs> I don't really... Like, I wish I liked comic books more. Um, and I don't... I, I can't hate on them because I love things that have derived from comic books. Like, I love the superhero movies. I love Breaking or uh, Walking Dead. Yeah. Like, these are all... So, but he he does a lot of that now. I think like, that's where a lot of his yeah comic book man and stuff like that. Is that a, what is that? It's is like that a TV show. show yeah. yeah. So anyway, I love Kevin Smith, and so I love Jay and Silent Bob back at Clerks. Yeah. And Mall Rats and Chasing Amy. Mall Rats, dude. And love that movie. They, they would always they call each other Lunchbox, yeah. and so I was like, I'm gonna, next person I hire, I'm just gonna name Lunchbox. <laughs> and that was it. That's why he was named that. Um, there's no cool story behind it. I think Lunchbox has made up about 10 of them over the years yeah. and changed it every time. <laughs> but that's really the, the answer to that. Uh, how long are we at right now? We're at 34 minutes. Okay. Well, I mean, it's, listen, uh, anything you'd like to address? Anything you'd like me to address while you're here? Mm, uh, hopefully we can find you a new doll. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for, we're looking for a new doll. That, I, that, might, I found one. Manamana doll, because I'd like to take that with me wherever I go. Manamana. <laughs> I got hacked over the weekend too. Oh, which, yeah. were you, did you see the hacks come through? I didn't see it until you told me about it. You texted me. Like, it's, we're not on the radio. So I kept one screenshot of it all. Because what happened was I got an email. And I said this on the air. The email said someone logged in from the Bronx, New York. If this isn't you, change your password in the email. And so I, I was like, uh oh, I'm about to be hacked. Changed it immediately, but they were already in. So that meant they were able to stay in until they jumped out the page. Once I got off the page, they were done. So I saw they were, and I was like, I'm about to be hacked, I'm about to be hacked. And so they started posting all this porn stuff on my page. And it was a lot of stuff, too. The only thing that I saved, because I was like, no one's going to believe this, was a screenshot of, of me, which wasn't me. It was a, someone uh, pimping my shirt, or pimping, uh, hacking my site, um, saying, I want to be a gay, gay porn star, which I don't. <laughs> so... Um, anyway, there's that. So I'm getting emails. Uh, cool. So I got hacked. Everything's fine right now. I hope that's it. Oh, uh, you guys come out and watch the raging idiots. We're going to be in Madison, Wisconsin this Friday. That'll be a fun show Friday night. There really aren't a lot of tickets left. There are some in the balcony, but in theaters, balconies are actually cool because they're up high and it's air conditioned in the entire place. So that's cool. Um, we're going to do a show in Macon and a show in Springfield, Missouri, and a show in Charleston, South Carolina. So those are all coming up, and I hope you guys can come out. So, uh, yeah, 
Oh, somebody just tweeted me. eBay has two monsters. Yeah, those are the ones I'm looking at. One's 24. Um, dude, if you see like two or three, I'm buy them. Yeah, that one's like a two-pack. I don't Dang. know what the other one does. People are going to go crazy. <laughs> um, I'm looking on Twitter right now real quick to see if anybody's asking me anything. Um, uh, we're coming to the uh, Maryland State Fair to play. Us and Jana Kramer are co-headlining. We're not playing together. We're co-headlining that show. But um, Jana's a friend. Bang, everybody's posting pictures. Because I posted on Snapchat that I needed a new doll. Everybody's finding them for me. Here's a plush ogre that sings happy birthday and mana mana. <laughs> um, so, okay. Uh, how, how do you get more kids' albums? Allison. Um, so we never made a hard copy of the kids' album. There's more info about that coming out soon. And I think they, they want me to probably hold off on that, so I won't say anything else. Appreciate you guys being here, though. Darius Rucker asked a question on Twitter. What old school wrestlers would you like to see wrestle today? And I replied back. Ultimate Warrior because of his energy. Do you remember the Ultimate Warrior? Yeah. He would come out and take his arms, grab the rope, top rope, and go crazy, swinging it up and down. And Blonde Sting was my favorite. I don't much like Goth Sting. I never liked Goth Sting. That's when I got into it. Goth Sting? Mm-hmm. So you never got to see the real Stinger Splash? No, because I got in like the later 90s. Oh, yeah. man. Sting is like the surfer was where it was at. Yeah. He's yeah. yeah. my, my favorite wrestler of all time. Mm. Blonde Sting. I love The Rock, man. Yeah, you're a generation behind me. I got into the Attitude Era. Is that is that what it's called? Yeah, Stone Cold. The, the Attitude, Attitude Era. Undertaker, all that stuff. Dang. I was kind of getting out of it by then. Yeah. I was kind of out of the Attitude Era. <laughs> but for me, it was... Obviously, Hulk Hogan was a big deal, even yeah. before I got into it. He's been big for a long time. But like Hulk and Andre the Giant when I was really, really young. But then once I became like a teenager, it was like Mr. Perfect. And Ultimate Warrior and Sting. Rick Flair. Rick Flair forever. Rick Flair was before I was even... Yeah. He was before and after I got out. It was still in what I was into. Yeah. <laughs> Lex Luger. Her Ravishing Rick Rude. Like, all those guys. And like, old, old school would be like Junkyard Dog. And every once in a while, we would drive to Memphis and watch the Von Erics. Now, that's old, old school wrestling. You don't even know about that. So don't even open your mouth about the Von Erics. You don't even know about the Von Erics. <laughs> And then I wrote to Darius, I said, Ultimate Warrior, Sting with the blonde hair, and Flying Brian and the Z-Man, who wrestled separately, but also wrestled as a tag team. And people may not know Flying Brian Pillman, also played for the Cincinnati Bengals. You didn't know that. Yeah, and Z-Man was his buddy. And they were individual wrestlers, but then they were together as a team. And then they got banned, and they wore masks as the yellow dogs. Because since they were banned, they couldn't wrestle anymore <laughs> if they put masks on, so no one knows it was them. Ah, uh, yeah. Those are the days. Help me. Amanda Smith wants an update from Amy's kids. You'll get one of those on the air soon. That's not really my update to give, but I do think something will come soon. You should give us the inside scoop on your three huge career announcements, says Emily Ann. Uh, Very soon. I have three really big career announcements that I am making. I'm not leaving the radio show. I will never leave the radio show unless they make me. Ne- never. I love it. That's that's where I find love. I find love on the on, on the microphone in the morning and on stage. Those are my loves.
I've had, I'm just an ordinary human stuck in my head all day long. Thank you, Bobby Bones. There's a song by One Republic called Ordinary Human that we play because I'm trying to be doing human things now. Yeah. Like go out and actually have some sort of resemblance of a real life because I don't because all I do is work. As a matter of fact, I was on a call earlier today with um, my manager-ish person who like looks at everything in my career and like we talk about everything. And it's like we're going through the schedule. And she was like, hey, do, do you want to do this event on this night? And I was like, ooh, that's the night Counting Crows and Rob Thomas are playing, but okay, I'll do it. And she was like, you know what? You never do anything that you want to do. So I'm blocking out this night. And I was like, oh, thank you. That's the one concert I've been looking forward to the whole year. That's it. That's the one concert. The Counting Crows and like Matchbox 20. <laughs> They're playing right up the road. And I will be there, and I don't, know, I don't have tickets yet, but I'll go get them off like StubHub or wherever, and I will sing my brains out at that show. I had so much fun at the Goo Goo Dolls. Talk about them, the early one. I had so much fun. Um, let's see. Uh, anyway, Mr. Bobby Bones on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, let's see. Pros and cons of transitioning to purely podcast format to have Hundro Peak Control. Uh, Aaron Seberg, I don't know what that means. I just say that on the podcast, I don't care as much that... I don't need, if people tune out, it doesn't hurt me. But if you want to listen, that's cool. Because this is just me talking. Like uh, on the radio, like I need you guys to listen. Please listen. Like please. <laughs> <laughs> on this, I just appreciate you guys spending any amount of time with it. So there are no rules. That's the good thing about this. I can talk about something industry related for twenty minutes that nobody cares about, and you can move your finger past it until I'm done and start it there if you want. Because it doesn't matter. That's the cool thing too about. Listening to the show after the show. If you don't wake up in the morning, you can listen to it on iHeartRadio and do the same thing. Um, uh, the rest of the stuff is uh, sports talk. Um, anything. Glad. Anyway, that's it. This is episode three. I think we're going to wrap it up right there because I, I have to watch an episode of this TV show before it gets too late. And it takes mic about how long it takes you to upload this thing. Uh, like 20 minutes or yeah so. see it takes up too long so anyway <laughs> uh, thank you all I'm gonna throw it over to the announcer now who's waiting in the corner booth where he stands every episode so take it away announcer thank you Bobby and that's it for episode 3 of the Bobbycast as always we appreciate you listening special thanks to our guest Dusty the Dog who did nothing but sit in the chair he didn't lick himself or the leather. Dusty the dog, thank you very much this week for being a good dog. He's actually asleep right now. You can see a picture of him. Mr. Bobby Bones on Instagram. For our producer, Mike D. Thank you, Mike D. Follow Mike D on Snapchat and Instagram at M-I-K-E-D-E-E-S-T-R-O. Mike Destro. Follow Bobby, Mr. Bobby Bones. Unless you're on Snapchat, then it's Bobby Bones Show. I wish it was less confusing. I'm your announcer. Thanks to our sponsor. We don't have one yet, but hopefully we will soon. Until next time, everybody, this has been the BobbyCast. Have a great rest of your day, afternoon, night, weekend, or weekday, or wherever this may find you. Goodbye. Goodbye.